you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the League Podcast. Mrs. Randy Moss. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room full of heroes. Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Happy to be in here on my so-called off day. Yeah, A lot lot of heroes here. You know, none of us ate lunch because the news has been flowing fast today. Wes is here on his off day working. It's it's regular season. My, still my favorite thing, and welcome back, Mark, after your absence. Thank you. I I noticed while it was going on Twitter that you had lent to speculation that I had been released in some sort of final <laughs> roster cut. <laughs> Thank get, you, Dan. We had to get down to three, right? I did. Yeah, I did not begin <laughs> that speculation, but I didn't shoot it down either. But my favorite thing, probably in the world right now, is uh, Chris Wessling off days. Wes in the office today in his khaki shorts. I just want to go over a list before we start today between the differences between Wes's off day and Sessler's off day. Um, and get, let me know, Wes, if I miss anything for your off days. Okay. It involves beer and just check. Or check. Check. All right. Uh, shuffleboard. Not really. I just say that. Okay. Pool. Yes. Check. Zarinas. Check. Film study. Check. Okay. Sess, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's only one thing out of that whole group that connects and it's not Zarina's, and it's not beer, shuffleboard, or pool. Is it just film study? It is that. I, I have, uh, I'm a family man. I have two children, and I am on a wicked strict budget right now. Wes has children, potentially, but doesn't know about that. He's not actually overseeing their being raised. There are no many mailmen running around this I've, country. I've never seen Dan write out things ahead of time in preparation. <laughs> that was... He, he had that list. Right that here. was well done. He was really ready Checklist. for this. He surprised nice. us. Um, all right. We have a good show today. Uh, K. Rich behind the glass. Welcome, K. Rich. How are you today? All is well, guys. Excited for week one right around the corner. K. Rich brings the youth to the show. I'm not sure it you're... You right. didn't sound that excited about it. Yeah, you week really one. didn't. I didn't I sound that excited. No. I tried this time to sound excited. I guess... <laughs> do I sound monotone? Now, now you're getting into it. This is the... K. Rich is very feisty. She'll let you know what she thinks. But I just want I want that to come out on the podcast. Let's just face it. She's just trying to leverage this into the Eisen podcast. 
And we understand that uh, this is a temporary arrangement. That's where you'll see the exuberant. Yeah, that, oh, she'll be jumping off the walls. All right, so we have a big show. We're going to talk about the uh, Thursday night opener, which finally football is upon us, uh, Ravens and Broncos. we do a little news with K. Rich. We're going to finally make our Super Bowl picks and basically talk about our final four. But, uh, yeah, we should definitely start with real football coming back tomorrow night in Denver. The Super Bowl champions, the defending champions, Ravens, against the Broncos. Who wants to start out? Well, we should start with the big news. Champ Bailey is out for this game. It's not a shock. Um, but it's one thing to be missing Von Miller, and it's another thing to be missing Champ Bailey, your Hall of Fame cornerback. Those are your two best defensive players, and I think – that story has been overlooked a little bit the last three weeks while he hasn't been practicing. Well, not to mention that Elvis Dumerville, you know, coming off of one of the biggest off-season gasps of our lifetime, a complete mistake, a fax-related, fax machine-related issue, suddenly as Dumerville now chasing Peyton Manning. And I think that, you know, Baltimore's defense may be better than they were last season. That actually isn't news at this point. I think most would agree. Yeah, I think Baltimore's defense is better. Um and if we look at the this game setting up where the Ravens are going to have to pass because the Champ Bailey's out, the Broncos' pass rushers are gone, That that's the matchup that they're going to have to exploit right there. And it's intriguing because the Ravens' passing game was so kind of up and down in the, in the preseason with Flacco not always on the same page as the receivers. So to me, that's going to be the most interesting aspect of this game. How how big, by the way, is uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie to this team? I mean, if he and I wrote this in the in the post we just did on Bailey being out. If Bailey is still Bailey when he gets back, and he's now entering his fifteenth year, which is pretty crazy. But let's say if he gets back uh, to full health and then still has it, and and DRC kind of gets back whatever he lost in Philadelphia, this could be a really good secondary on the on the outsides. But also, the, there's a chance that it's not a very good secondary at all, right? Well, we took a look at their secondary in our Making the Leap series, and I actually think that Chris Harris has more to offer the defense than DRC, although a lot of people feel like DRC is going to make this bounce back. Elway talked about talked him up. But for me, what we saw in Philadelphia the last two seasons, what, he's going to be a factor if he isn't the player he was. You could argue that DRC is among the most physically gifted cornerbacks in the NFL, so there's always going to be a coaching staff that believes they can turn him around, and maybe they can't. One thing about the Ravens' offense, real quick, they passed the ball. Flacco just kept dumping it off to Ray Rice when they actually had starters on the field over and over. And that makes sense with Pitta ripped out of there. That team only has two running backs right now. They could not afford any sort of an injury. I mean, I guess but I don't count. But they have two very good running backs. <laughs> they are, I'm saying if they lose one, though, it's like, what do you do? Who do you line up back there? That's two more than I trust out of the Broncos. We Fair. might see Noshan Moreno as a starter, by the way. There's a report out there that you know, maybe John Fox has kind of been lying in the weeds here by putting Moreno third on the depth chart. He might get the most snaps uh, on Thursday night, and that's a big question. There's a lot of questions about this Broncos team for them to be such heavy favorites in this game. I'm kind of surprised they are. By the way, also, Torrey Smith is probably more upset than anybody that Champ Bailey's not playing if you saw what <laughs> happened in the uh, divisional playoffs in January. Speaking of the divisional playoffs, I touched on this on Twitter. In the backfield, they didn't trust Ronnie Hillman enough to play over Noshawn Marino then. He's now fumbled three times in the preseason. Why would they trust him to play over Noshawn Marino now? It's a good point, and I just love the fact that we're talking about a game. That's <laughs> it is new. I mean, I just we, we all 
tried to get into this profession because we love football and we love the game and we love our jobs in the off season too. But I mean, this is so much more fun. That's all. I'm just that's, <laughs> a, that's my public service announcement. I like one random sub, and I agree, Greg. One random subplot also is that. I think I saw a tweet yesterday that it's supposed to be, or as of yesterday, literally 100 degrees warmer than it was the last time these two teams played in Denver. <laughs> like, literally 100 degrees warmer. It's going to be well, 107 degrees? Uh, listen, I, this is a tweet that I read, maybe didn't read properly, and it was in the corner of the screen. <laughs> it's probably erroneous information. And the game, you know, by tradition, should have been held in Baltimore. Right. Right, but thanks to... What what place are the Orioles in right now? They're uh, middle of the pack third Okay, place, so a middle-of-the-pack baseball yeah. team that no one cares about is the reason that we now have Joe Flacco's image pasted all over yeah. Denver Stadium. Peter Angelos, the owner of the Orioles, is a well-known, reputed goon, and uh, he decided <laughs> not to give up the parking lot uh, so they didn't have to play an afternoon game. So, do we do, nice do, civic job there by Angelos. Do we think this is a high-scoring game? I do. I think... Um, too much has been made of the Broncos' defense falling apart this year, but for this game, without Champ Bailey, without Von Miller, I think that's that's problematic. But as the, as the season goes along, you figure they've lost only what Doomerville, and they've gained first round defensive tackle Sean Phillips, Rogers Cromartie, and they've got a new starting strong safety. What's it? Duke Ianacho? Is that it? How you put it? Yeah, something like Great that. Name. Who looks pretty good. So uh, to me, this this defense could even be better by the end of the year. I don't get the hand wringing there, but for early season, I think they will have a lot of high scoring games because they're going to score. Um, today, by the way, Demarius Thomas became the latest guy to come out and say that Manning's arm strength is spectacular uh, compared to last season. How much am I supposed to be buying into that? And will that make him even better than he was? People forget how good he was last year, which drives he me crazy. He never had spectacular arm strength. Right. Or much improved from last year. What and he's another year just more comfortable. And that offense is, from what we've heard, going to go fast-paced from start to finish. And the Ravens are often a, basically a no-huddle offense. So we're going to see you know, two teams that are going to push the ball downfield. It was not a good game by Peyton Manning in the playoffs. No. I thought that was going to be one of the dominant storylines of the offseason. It kind of got forgotten that they didn't push the ball down the field at all. I don't know if it was the weather, uh, but he didn't play well. It's crazy that Wes Welker's return is or first game for the Broncos is kind of slipping under the radar too. There's a lot to chew on in this game. So who's going to win? Should we go around the horn and make our uh, prediction for this game? Sure, why not? All right, I'll start. I think the Broncos win. I have the Broncos. Uh, well, I don't want to give too many teasers for our Super Bowl talk later, but that was a bit <laughs> of a teaser right there. But I think the Broncos are going to be very good again this season. They're a bit under the radar for a team that shouldn't be under the radar with Manning and all the talent they have. And I think in a high-scoring game, let's say, 35-31. I think it'll be close, and I like the Broncos to win a close one. Maybe Chris Wesseling's boy Julius Thomas announced as the starting tight end. Orange Julius. Plays a factor <laughs> here because I think uh, James Ahedebo is starting at safety for the Ravens. I don't think that's uh, something you should be too excited about if you're a Ravens fan. Uh, so how about those tight ends for the Broncos doing well? I think the one thing that the – Ravens came out of that playoff game very upset with, even though they won, was their special teams. Because Denver used two scorching kick returns to basically stay where they were in that game. You take that away, it would never have gone to overtime. I'm going Baltimore. I think it's going to be a very tight game, but I think it's going to lead to <laughs> questions a week from now that are ill-placed. What's wrong Rosenthal, with the really Broncos? Excited right now. I like the upset picks. You know, Last year, we do the picks on the website. We're going to do it again this year, we have a category named Hero Picks. That's when you get the game right, 
and the rest of the group gets it completely wrong. Mark and I tied for the hero picks league last year, but Mark dominated us. I'm just, you know, I hate all the group things. So By the way, <laughs> but Greg, uh, excuse me, Mark also earned the nickname the Sizzler because he was among the top five, top three even, uh, expert prognosticators in the entire nation among sports writers. That comes off of literally eight straight years of losing to my mom in a pick'em pool, so I don't continue with that to continue. I don't see that continuing this season. You're like the we'll Baltimore see. Ravens of, of the picks world. Surprise champs. No one's given them any respect this year. Sessler, like, I, I don't trust it. Sessler, I was going to say, yeah, it seemed like you're going to give uh, Sessler a raise. You're so happy that he took the Ravens. He is an MVP. Uh, Wes, who do you have? I feel like we've been talking about this all offseason. The Ravens' defense has actually improved. And I think they're even better than we thought from what I saw in the preseason. Daryl Smith looks like a pro bowler. Um, But having said that, out of all the great offenses in the NFL, I really like what the Cowboys are doing, the Falcons, the Saints. I think the, the Broncos with Wes Welker and Julius Thomas joining that offense have the best chance to go like 2007 Patriots on the NFL this season. Mm. And I don't think the Ravens can stop them. I'm picking the Broncos. I like that. So you're you're talking potentially <laughs> high octane. I'm high talking octane a potentially epic. historic offense. Daryl Smith just mentioned on a podcast for literally the first time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Daryl. Um, all right. Any, anybody else want to put a bow on this topic, or should we move on? I like I like the Thursday night preview. We'll do that every Wednesday. Oh yeah, very exciting. Uh, K. Rich, you still there, or are you uh, hanging out with Eisen? I was talking to Eisen, but I'm back now. <laughs> all right, great. Um, all right, so let's let's do a little news. We're by the way, our K Rich's news jingle. It's you know coming together. It hasn't been produced or even we haven't reached out to anybody, but she will have a jingle eventually. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But for now, it's just this is all you get. So K Rich, let's do some news. All right, let's do it. Now this is a team that never ever ever <laughs> fails to make headlines. The notorious New York Jets. Rex Ryan will not commit to Geno Smith beyond week one. Wes? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who really cares? There's no there's no fresh news here. Both quarterbacks stink. The Jets are terrible. The rest of the country doesn't care, just the national media. All right. I will say that it actually is news because uh, Rex, what he could have done today was say, Gino is my quarterback. He will be the quarterback uh, this season. Instead, he's playing it by ear, which is probably the smart move when you're coaching for your job and you need at least seven wins to stay alive. You're not going to drown with a rookie for the sake of the progress of an organization that you won't even be with next year. What a poorly handled situation, though. I know I'm not supposed (laughs) to say that, blah, 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 but Rex had a chance to say, look, we've got a first-year quarterback. We believe in this guy. We're going to stick with him. Instead, he continues to muddle the message and I just think as the Jets want their coach to speak about the team in a certain way and Rex keeps going off that message over and over. I feel like we're just throwing this Jets news in now to troll Wesley <laughs> just to get him angry. It's working. It's working. <laughs> you can't you can't you cannot slide the word Jets past our editor's desk or or Tebow. It's <laughs> it's going to be suggested that we write about it. If anything in the Jets comes up. Oh, yeah. we got to keep doing this. Hey, uh, Crystal, what else is in the news? All right. Next up, this is not about Tim Tebow, by the way. This is a story that hits close to home to me with Seattle Seahawks QB Russell Wilson as my backup in fantasy. We weren't <laughs> expecting to see his whiteout, Percy Harvin, anytime soon until he tweets out, keep an eye on week seven. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Well, and we, we, Dan and I reacted immediately to this by, we were supposed to have a post up very quickly, but we dropped <laughs> everything to make a transaction on our fantasy team to pick him up, we right? We picked him up. Well, th- yeah, this really is, in all seriousness, a potentially big development. I don't a hip injury is scary, but the only thing really, if anybody's not going to pick the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl to me, is that if Harvin is a complete non-entity of the season, if he's back midway through the season, which let's say he doesn't come back close to 100%, but by December he's Percy Harvin, this is a huge news development if he's feeling good right now. Well, a few things on this. I never trust a player's injury prognosis, <laughs> so they're always overly optimistic. You know, that's one. <laughs> the second is Percy Harvin is probably driving the Seahawks crazy. He was the one who announced this hip surgery before they even uh, okayed that. Now he's saying he's back in week seven. I'm sure they don't want that out there if for some reason it is true. It, it shows at least they're optimistic that maybe it's not late December, maybe it's November, and I, I don't be ashamed about the fantasy thing. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, someone already had drafted him. Yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll officially today said, look, we are, we're not even going to develop some sort of timetable for him until later this month, All right. but he's progressing well. What do we know? It's a hip surgery. I don't think Harvin even knows when he'll be back. You I know? wouldn't pay any attention to the week seven part. To right. me, the takeaway here is they're optimistic, and you know, when guys come back, they're not the same right away. So, like you said, maybe by mid-December he's back to the old Percy Harvin. But I wouldn't expect Seahawks fans to get excited and say, hey, week seven, we've got Harvin back as our new weapon. At least it's not, hey, there's been a setback and, you know, temper expectations. I'm really excited to see this Seahawks offense this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers defense, which looks so good in the preseason. And I just wonder if teams are going to – do something with Russell Wilson's second year to muddle him up. I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves with a preview. <laughs> We're going to preview all the games, and that'll be definitely one of the games we preview on Friday. But what a what a matchup. I I just debate every week about what games I'm going to assign to myself. It's like the toughest decision. <laughs> I think i got to go We're, Seahawks. Looks like Panthers. I'll be on Jack's I, uh, Chiefs. We're going to have to put Greg in a straight jacket by Sunday. I've never seen you this excited. I might have a hero pick on that one. I also Ooh. haven't eaten today, so I think that's a factor. Oh, that factors. <laughs> Football's back. We all have to be excited. That's true. We right. have to be. Moving on. Yes. Lions, first round pick, rookie defensive end, Ziggy Onsaw, is still not practicing and has been out for 10 days. Counting, and he's officially out with a concussion. So officially, that, yeah, that's gonna be that's a big blow for them. And the fact that they're announcing he's out on a Wednesday is not a good sign for future weeks. And he suffered the concussion like ten days ago. He hasn't practiced in that long. It's a shame, I think, for fans because you got Adrian Peterson against the Lions, what would be one of the nastiest front fours in football, especially they, with they Z- still are. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit different for me if you take Ziggy out of there, but. Peterson also, when he doesn't have his fullback in, has not been sometimes the same player, although he's a superhuman, so who am I to say? What else is in the news, K-Rich? All right, guys. Next up, I'm sorry I keep making references to my fantasy team, but I just had my draft <laughs> Because everyone's night. fascinated by other people's and, fantasy yeah, teams. Yeah, and it was great. So, huge matchup in week one. We have Green Bay at San Francisco. Now, Niners head coach Jim Harbaugh dislikes Clay Matthews' tough talk about his team. What do you guys oh, have to say about up. that? Shut up. You know what? I, know. I like Harbaugh a lot. But this guy, does he, who does he think he is, honestly? And by the way, I know you've had Keith a lot Hernandez. of... Keith Hernandez. Yeah, he, <laughs> he thinks he's Keith Hernandez. What has he won? Before we, This guy thinks he's a deity. He's not a deity. He's won squat. He's won the same amount of Super Bowl titles as Rex Ryan. So shut up. People can talk about your blessed team and all your beautiful players. 
deal with it. Win a, win a ring. Do you want to tell the uh, audience what Harbaugh's point what? was? Well, what's the context here? He's won a lot of games, first of all. He's won a lot of games, but what has he won? Like, why does he? I feel like he believes uh, that he is above everything, and and his team is above everyone else. But they're really not. You know, this is not a. a this is we're not dealing with some type of dynasty in San Francisco. Well, so he specifically said what that he feels that the Packers are talking about singling out the quarterback for punishment. I'll, right? I'll explain it. So Clay Matthews did a radio interview earlier this week where he talked about the best way to stop a read option quarterback is to hit the quarterback. And this is something John Madden uh, said earlier this offseason. Chris wrote about it. Really not too controversial. Jim Harbaugh came out on Wednesday and said he thinks that tough talk, and that, that was his words, um, you know, could be interpreted as targeting a specific player. And he's gone to the NFL for clarification about the rules of hitting a quarterback oh, that are in the read option. What a weasel. You know, yeah, go That's to Screech. Go to Screech, Jim. Ask Screech what he thinks about it. Cheerleading sure has changed since I was in school. <laughs> this is the oldest trick in the book. Go to the refs in the league just so they'll be aware of the situation when Clay Matthews lights up Kaepernick. Quarterbacks are going to get hit in the read option. They're going to have to deal with it. And it's the defense's job to knock the snot out of them. It's a non-issue. It's just hardball being a weasel. I Don't agree. we like a little gamesmanship? I mean, we talk about the coaches that are so boring in their press conference. I like that Jim Harbaugh is unpredictable, and he's he doesn't mind zinging the other teams. He does it to Pete Carroll. Remember Kevin Gilbride last year? Teams come at the 49ers just a little bit. Like Matthews had pretty benign comments. Kevin Gilbride had some benign comments last year. And then Jim Harbaugh comes back guns blazing. Here was his quote. Uh, last year about Gilbride, after Gilbride said something about Justin Smith. Kevin Gilbride's outrageous, irrational statement regarding Justin Smith's play is at first an absurd analogy. Second, it is an incendiary comment targeted at truly one of the exemplary players in the league. It's obvious the Giants coaching staff's sole purpose is to use their high visibility to both criticize and influence officiating. <laughs> now, would you rather have that or would you rather have Eric Mangini's press conferences? I'd rather have Harbaugh. Right. He's entertaining, but <laughs> Wes cannot stay off killing Cleveland Browns officials and players. Man, Genie was hours a blight then. on the coaching. It, How about had, Mike Malarkey? Press conferences. It's like, what am I getting out of this? Yeah, they were not entertaining. Jim Harbaugh makes the league more entertaining, but uh, pride comes before the fall. Just get ready. Ooh, a little hubris talk. Interesting. Get mm, ready. I like that one too. Hey, anything else in the news, Crystal? Yeah, yeah. One last thing up: Panthers wideout Steve Smith. Get ready for this one said that Brown's head coach, Rob Chudzinski, got too cute with Panthers' offense in 2012. Mark? Well, I think Smith is, number one, the guy talks too much. But secondly, uh, I know you love him. Uh, (laughs) I think he is correct. (laughs) He punches people too much, too. Before the Panthers figured out what how to kind of get their run game going, they, you know, we wrote a post about this last year. They basically run endless stuff out of shotgun and read, read zone option plays and basically had very little effect it was trying to channel it through Cam Newton. And they got back to basics, and that's what Smith was talking about, that he, you know, Chud got too cute, and it happened, number one, on that week three game against the Giants, which was a disaster for Carolina on multiple levels. And, but it's a guy you know, saying basically, oh, Mike Shula is going to come in and save us. 
I'll wait for about three weeks to hear what Smith has to say about Mike Shula. <laughs> if he's still alive. He might be taped to a chair getting pushed. Well, probably the most offensive thing Smith said was that Chadzinski was just auditioning for other head coaching jobs. That he was putting basically his own personal career interests ahead of the team. Ouch. And that's incendiary. And, ju- and by the way, just for fun, <laughs> just for Mark especially, I'll give you one more Browns headline. Browns kicker Billy Cundiff replacing a legend like Phil Dawson quote, is a good thing. So that, <laughs> that will come back to you. <laughs> um, okay, K-Rich, that's it for the news, right? That's all. All right, so our last top. Thank you, K-Rich. That was great. 12 out of 10, as always. Um, our last topic, we're going to do our Super Bowl picks. It's time. All season, we're going to be doing, I guess we'll do some variation of our weekly picks, and our debut of the weekly picks will be on Thursday on the, on the site, the Around the League blog. But right now, we're going to do Super Bowl picks. Uh, Wes, do you want to start out? Who do you have, your final four, and who wins it all? Sure, I'll start. You know, I was um, watching a lot of Texans film last night, and the more I watch them, the more I like them. Schaub is still a question mark, but J.J. Watt is the best player on the field almost every time he takes the field, and he's just in the backfield on every play. It's it's incredible. You throw in Cushing, DeAndre Hopkins – uh, Jonathan Joseph is healthy. I watched him shut down A.J. Green for the entire first half of that playoff game. Um, you've got um, Ben Tate is healthy. He wasn't last year. So you've got two new weapons on offense that you didn't have for the most of last year. And you've got two healthy – two out of your three best defenders are healthy this year. The Texans are going to roll through the NFC or the AFC South, I think. Um, so they play the Broncos. Broncos go to the Super Bowl. Like I said, I, I, I feel like the Broncos' offense can go 2007 Patriots, and their defense by the time Von Miller gets back will be good enough. Uh, I think people forget that the Broncos had the best defense in the NFL for the final three months of last season after they got off to a slow start. So I've got Broncos, and in the NFC, I've got Packers over Seahawks just because I trust Aaron Rodgers more. Um, I feel like the Packers upgraded at running back and in uh, on defense. I just, you know, even if the Seahawks have a better roster, I trust the Packers to come through in the playoffs. And I've got Broncos over Packers in the Super Bowl. Hmm, Little cool. 1997 rematch right there. I like that. Uh, yeah. Cecil, what do you got? I uh, mentioned right off the top that I thought that Denver would lose this game against the Ravens and people would start to freak out. But I think they'll quickly realize, as Wes has mentioned, that Denver's offense is good enough to carry whatever issues they have on defense. I also think that we overrate players being out for the start of seasons in the sense that by the time Von Miller is back, you know, there's plenty of room for Denver to make up whatever was lost. Is that recency bias? Does that count? It might be. It's a strange form of it, maybe. I have them getting to the AFC title game against New England, and I've mentioned already that Tom Brady is my MVP pick. And uh, I believe that New England will beat Denver in one great last Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning duel and go to the Super Bowl against the winner of the Seahawks and the Bears. I think the Bears are going to win a playoff game over potentially a higher-seeded team, get into the NFC title game, but fall to Seattle. And then I'm going to have New England topping Seattle in the Super Bowl, one last Belichick-Brady crown. Very interesting. Sessler, did you listen to our podcast uh, the other day? Monday, I guess it was? No, I was busy, please. If I, uh, <laughs> well, what do you think about our theory that you love the Bears and Mark Tressman so much because Mark Tressman is the coach that reminds you the most of Mark Sessler? And spelled with a C. Spelled with a C, 
spelled the noble way. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I know enough about him to say that he reminds me of me, but a, a little nugget from his past, when Cleveland last won a division title pre-Belichick, it was in 89 with Bud Carson, and our offensive coordinator was Mark Tressman. And he got a lot out of that offense. And I never forgot mm. him since. It all goes back I'm to I'm not the sure that I see like a personality blueprint. All uh, roads <laughs> lead back to Berea. Oh, okay, Dan. <laughs> not Florin Park. <laughs> okay. Berea. Um, okay, my pick. You know what? I agree with you, by the way, Sessler. Uh, I believe that we get one last Brady-Manning bowl. And it would be the fourth one in January. And uh, at least that's what I hope happens. And we, I feel like we kind of got robbed of it this past January. I think it happens this year. I think um, this time the Broncos get over the hump. I think they beat uh, the Patriots, um, who I think will be good but won't be better than what Manning has put together this year. That's a great team. And they will also uh, – I also have Seattle going to the NFC title game, but I have them beating the Redskins. I almost had, I almost did it. I almost put the Redskins in the Super Bowl. Greg kind of said something snarky when I first mentioned it, and he talked me out of it. That's not true, though. Ooh. I didn't know you were thinking about the Redskins. <laughs> I, yes, that's what happened, and I almost did it, and then I, uh, you know, I hedged Behind my bets the veil. a little bit. And I rethought things, and I said, let me play it a little safer. So I'm going to have the Seahawks getting past the Broncos. and uh, Excuse me, Seahawks getting past the Redskins. And then I do see the Seahawks beating the Broncos Super Bowl champs. I look, I look towards the organizations and the quarterbacks and the winningest team over the last decade by, I think it was 11 games, is the New England Patriots. They still have the same quarterback. So you're not looking at them because you're a fan? Well, that's part of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I really debated whether to go with the Patriots or the Steelers as my AFC team. Uh, I've been thinking about it for two months, really, that those were going to be my finalists. Uh, I finally went with the Patriots. The Steelers, not coincidentally, the third best team over the last decade. I still think they have one of the best head coaches, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. So those are my two final teams. Got the Patriots going to the Super Bowl because I think their defense is going to be better than it has been in five or six years. Really like the linebackers. I think they have a lot of depth on the defensive line. And then in the NFC, again, one of the best teams over the last decade, Green Bay Packers, the best quarterback in the league. I try not to outsmart myself, so I'm going Packers over Seattle. And I think Green Bay's defense is going to be a weapon. As good as it's been, um, in the last couple of years, can be a top 10 defense. And so I have them winning the Super Bowl and beating Tom Brady and giving him a third Super Bowl loss. What happens to mm, New England if they win another, if they lose another Super Bowl? I think all Patriots fans would agree that they would rather, n- you know, never make a Super Bowl again than, than go through that. I guess that's obvious enough, but it would just be. Well, that must be a nice problem. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think. In their heart of hearts, a lot of Patriots fans, when they lost to the Ravens last year, thought, well, if they're going to lose, it's better now than, than in another Super Bowl. All right, those are our picks. I think uh, they all seem to be, I wouldn't call them chalk, but they, they, they seem to be going with what the experts are saying for the most part. But, you know, get off our backs. <laughs> um, pa- Packers is kind of, you know, not a ton of people. Most people are going Seahawks 49. No, none of us went 49ers. Packers, just a tremendous stretch. <laughs> um, all right. By the way, a couple, a little housekeeping. Uh, we have some really good content on the Around the League blog. I don't know if anybody's noticed. Uh, Greg, you just put out the QB index. That's right. Uh, Wes, you have your running backs. Running back power ranks should be up within, and well, by the time you get this podcast, it will be. They yeah, will be that. out. Uh, Sessler, you have your ten things that you're looking forward to. 
I also rank long snappers. Oh, that's good. You can do that. <laughs> and I have my the final uh, Hard Knocks recap, the finale. So check all those things out. Uh, anything else we want to talk about before we go today? I just wanted to say that I enjoyed. I really enjoyed your Hard Knocks recaps all year. It's oh, some thanks, of the finest yes. work we put out on around the league. That's the only reason I brought it up. I was fishing for a compliment, and I got <laughs> you it. Got it. <laughs> There's a victory. Um, okay, so on Friday we'll be back. We have the. Uh, we're going to review Thursday night. We'll talk big, big week one preview. Uh, excited about that, and uh, that's it. So, thank you to the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, K. Rich behind the glass, and of course Lyle the intern. Until Friday. I would venture to guess that Somebody I right, took K. a Rich? nap at least a dozen times in the firing. <laughs> <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.